Hello, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, your go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, energy healer and intuitive business coach on a mission to get you ridiculously excited about driving your business forward. Being a spiritual business owner brings unique challenges that you probably didn't encounter in the traditional nine to five. Selling yourself and your gifts, letting go of control, trusting in the universe, and believing in yourself and your inevitable success. You have valuable gifts to share, and I want to help you use them to create the business of your dreams. We're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and expansion. So let's begin. Hello, spiritual entrepreneur. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritualpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Kay, and this is part three of a live training event that I co-hosted with my friend and favorite astrologer, Angela Papa. Um, You can go back and listen to episode three and episode six for part one and part two. In this episode, it is first part is on the full moon. We're talking about the full moon in Aquarius. At the time of releasing this podcast podcast episode, we are in the full moon in Pisces. So each month the moon shifts a little bit and so it can be in different signs. And so this month it's in Pisces. And um, this one's a really special one for me because my sun and moon are in Pisces. And so I have a lot of Piscean in me. Um, And I just, I kept being shown that this full moon is important. It's important for me to focus on my identity and what I want to be. Who I want to be really has been kind of the theme of this full moon for me and letting go of anything that doesn't resonate. You know, I used to try to fit myself into places instead of trying to make things fit with with me and who I am and what I want to be. And so that's been really been being highlighted for me the last little while. Um, Another thing to look out for in the next couple days is I did a live full moon oracle reading in the Facebook group Enlighten and Expand Spiritualpreneurs, and I'm going to post that as a as a podcast episode. So you won't miss it. You'll get to to hear the full moon reading. Um, I think some things we talk about are pretty relevant no matter what time time of the year it is, but it was it was the kind of the theme that was highlighted in the group going from the full moon in Pisces to we're moving into the new moon will be in Libra. And so we have lots of exciting things going around going on around that time in the group. So if you're not in the Enlighten and Expand Facebook group, I highly, highly recommend you come join us because that's where I do lives. That's where we post new events. That's where we have giveaways. I have giveaways going on right now. Um, and um, an event that I'm really, really excited about is coming up September 30th. We're going to be hosting a 90-day planning session for the next, the last three months, October, November, December of 2021. So if you're listening to this at the time of of launch of recording and posting. I really hope you can come join us and I hope you enjoy this episode. We are live. Oh, now it says it right here for me. You are live. Cool. Hey everybody, welcome back. So we are on our third live for our moon magic. And uh today we're gonna be talking about the full moon. So maybe we'll just give people just a couple minutes to come in and join. 
if you do join and you're here, feel free to say hi in the comments. Let us know you're here. I'm so excited for this one. I think this one was, I'm just, just I just love the full moon in general. I think it's just such a cool time, but then we're also gonna get into some juicy topics today, I think, so I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, well, we might as well just get started. So today we're talking about the full moon. So we are actually three days out, right? From the, or two days, the full moon's on Friday. So we're just doing it a couple days early. Um, and uh, I'll hand it over to Angela and you can tell yeah. us a little bit about this month's full moon. Yeah, so happy early full moon. Um, I guess I'll just like start right off since we were literally talking this about this. Um, Cause she was asking like, all right, well, why like, cause I'm doing a um, embodiment, full moon embodiment gathering tonight. She's like, and Haley's like, what, why did you pick a different day? It's not the full moon. So a like personal reasons, like I'm going to be away on vacation, but B you have a three day window before the full moon and after the full moon to do all your magic stuff. So I think that's just like really important since like today is Wednesday and the full moon's on Friday, but it doesn't really matter because we're still in that three day window. So the energy starts to come in three days before and then three days after it starts to leave. So there's like this window and that's really helpful for any like full moon and even new moon energy. The energy lingers, like the energy like drips in and then the energy lingers before it's fully out. Obviously the day of the lunation is clearly the most potent day, but it's just um, a little reminder because not a lot of people know this, like say the day of the full moon, like you have a wedding or you have this happen birthday of like stuff going on like obviously life gets in the way and it's just like a kind of like a gift from the cosmos like all right well here's like a three-day window before and after to like get all your new moon full moon juiciness magic intentions all the things in so i just wanted to start off with that just because it was like in the forefront of my mind so, i have a question yeah <laughs> i don't know if we mentioned this in a live or you and i talked about this but you told me that the moon actually switches signs every two days is it two to three days yeah so how does that how does that come into play? So is it like are we not yet in the the full moon that we're going to be talking about? Are we in a different one right now? We are not in Aquarius. So the full moon is going to be in Aquarius. Uh, so it depends. So like this full this full moon is at one degree of Aquarius. If it was like at twenty eight degrees of Aquarius, we would be in Aquarius right now. But since the full moon's at one degree of Aquarius, we're not going to be getting into that one degree marking until the day of the full moon. But it's still like the full moon energy. And what I mean by that is not exactly the sign of the full moon energy, but like the fullness, like the percentage fullness of the moon, you know? Okay. So like full moon's 100%. We're at 97 right now. 98. We're at 98% full. So that's okay. what I mean by that kind of energy. So we are not in Aquarius until we're at, you said, nine, we're, like for this nine. specific one. Yeah, it just depends on where the degree lies. Like, like I said, if we were at the late, the third decan, which is basically the later degrees, 28 degrees. Okay. Every sign, there's 30 degrees in a sign. <laughs> now, like, now I need to explain it. We're going the math route here. <laughs> now I need to, but it's like important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I agree. 30 degrees in every sign. As the moon, sun, planets moves throughout the sign, it's hitting a different degree. Doop, boop, 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 boop. If the moon was going to be at like 28, 29 degrees of Aquarius for this full moon. We would are the moon right now would probably be at like one, two, three, four, five degrees of Aquarius, right? 
But since the full moon, it's going to be full at one degree of Aquarius, right at the beginning of where the sign is, the moon's still in the earlier sign right before it. Okay. If that makes sense. But it's getting close to the fullness and the fullness, the energy of the fullness is going to be in Aquarius. So that energy is already coming and it's already lingering. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like the phones for each one. <laughs> really? Um, but general rule of thumb, three days before slash after the energy is there. So you can use that to your advantage. Um, if the day of just doesn't work out with your personal schedule. So in case you miss anyone just coming in, we're in the full moon of Aquarius, the full moon in Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just, I just, I guess just want to do a really quick re recap. So the first we talked about the new moon, the new moon was in cancer and then we went into the first quarter. And so now we're in the full moon in Aquarius. So every month that can change, right? So next month, our new moon is going to be in something completely different. The full moon is going to be in something completely different. So it's not only good to know um, like your own personal chart and how each of these phases and how how the how the signs affect the new moon, full moon, etc. and your own personal chart, but it's also good to find out at each at each month, right? Find out each month where you're at for each kind of quarter, even. So mm -hmm. at the new moon, the first quarter, the full moon in the last quarter, right? Yeah, just checking what house it lands in your chart. So for this one, what house is Aquarius land in your chart? Um, so just just like a overcap of what the full moon in Aquarius is, what the energy is going to be. So full moons in general are a time of culmination. Um, it is a time also of celebration too, and it's a time of release. So depending on where you are in your own personal cycle, like is this time so full moons it's like you set your new you set your new moon intention first quarter you start refining it you start like you know seeing there's things you need to change full moon where are you in this process is it close to completion are you anywhere like even on the right track if you're close to completion great like let's celebrate like then full moons are a great time for celebration i think that's something that it's not talked about a lot in the spiritual community everyone just thinks it's like release 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 and mm -hmm. i fell to that too when i first got into astrology and everything i just thought full moon release but no full moon's also a time for celebration just depending on where you are in your own personal cycle with this so and i think that's why it was really important last in our last live if you haven't watched it yet go back for our second live on the first quarter we talked about setting goals and knowing how long those goals like giving yourself the room to to um, make those goals happen. Like we talked about 90 day goals versus 30 day goals versus like a goal you can accomplish in a day, right? Like there's definitely different time frames. And so if you're coming into this full moon and you're thinking, oh, I'm not close to, to something that I set my intention on. Well, maybe that's because that was a 90 day goal that's still a couple months out, right? So it's important to know that. And then, and then, but also for celebration, like you said, focus on those short-term goals that you did accomplish. Like going back and looking at the to-do list you gave yourself for the week and be like, oh, I did this, this, this. Maybe your big goals, you're not at the end of the finish line or you're not where you're hoping to be yet. But that doesn't mean not to celebrate all those little small steps that you took along the way to get you to where you're at and that much closer to where you want to be with the big goals. I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at 
just like outside of astrology and like spirituality world, like full moons are a time like when people just like to like conjugate and like be together and like party. Like you always hear like, like the crazies are out on the full moon. Like there's a reason why that's been an ancient thing, you know, because everyone just like naturally, like there's heightened energy around full moons. Everyone just like naturally wants to conjugate and celebrate and be happy. So like, that's something to not forget with this, but also um, first and foremost, really still full moons are about release. So in terms of, you know, what we've been talking about with setting your goals, uh, what do you need to really release for these goals to really manifest in your life? You know, like say you're trying to manifest again, I, I keep going back to five new clients. Say you are trying to manifest five new clients, but like, do you even have like, is your, is your schedule like completely full? Like, are you, if you get those five clients, are you even going to be able to service them? Like maybe there's things you need to release just like, that's like a very practical way of looking at it. So like in terms of business, um, but it could be like anything, like, do you need to release like a limiting belief? Do you need to release like a relationship? Like there's all these different things that do you need to release like feelings that you've been pushing down, you know, like there's a million ways that things could be blocking what your intentions are from fully manifesting and new full moons are a great time for just releasing that. And um, so the sign of Aquarius, the sign of Aquarius is kind of like the alien of the Zodiac. I think of it. Um, it is Aquarius is innovative. It is revolutionary. It is like, it's very just out there. It thinks completely outside of the box. It is an air sign. So with air signs, we can be a little more up in our heads for when the moon is in an air sign, we can be a little more flighty. Um, Aquarius is kind of just like detached because it's so freaking brilliant that like it's detached from like the regular human needs and wants, if that makes sense. It's like very much out there. Um, think like AI, robotics, like so brilliant that like sometimes like the humanness gets lost in it. So with this full moon in particular, we're still human. So yeah, we might be flighty. We might be having a lot of like brilliant ideas coming in right now, or the the airy flightiness could be leaving us a little bit ungrounded. Um, that happens a lot when there's a lunation in an air sign. Um, so grounding your energy on during this full moon is very important. Um, again, so everyone, I think everyone knows that I do embodiment embodiment practices, especially for a full moon like this are really important because that grounds your body that brings you back into your humanness, it brings you back into your feelings, and also allows the space for you to release whatever the thing is that this full moon is bringing up for you to release literally on a physical um, and energetic level realm. So, so yeah, and then it just depends also where the moon sits in your chart for this full moon, and that will give you clues and pointers as to what area of your life um, is being illuminated and what in that area of your life can be released right now or celebrated, but usually released. Um, so um, just as an example, just this just came to mind, but if, say, your sun sign is an Aquarius, I don't know yeah. if anyone this in particular, but what what would that mean if, if, if your sun sign was an Aquarius and then um it depends so if your sun signs in aquarius it doesn't tell me what house it's in um i th think maybe the question you're asking might be rising sign but the sun sign it just depends so like this is at one degree of aquarius if your sun's at one degree of aquarius and the moon's conjunct your sun then for you um 
whatever's coming up to be released has to do with like your identity, your core, like who you are. Um, but like if your sun's at like 15 degrees and full moon's at one degree, it doesn't really matter because it's not even close to being in, con in conjunction. So they're not aspect aspecting each other. Um, but maybe is what you meant if your rising sign's Aquarius. I don't know because your rising sign does tell me where it, the house that it's landing in. And again, that means that it's happening in your first house. So it's kind of the same thing. The first house is a house of identity, uh, brand, you know, who you are, um, individuality. So this would be a time of reassessing and seeing where can you release like attachments to who you think you are um, in order to be who you want to be would be something that you could ask yourself if you're an Aquarius rising, because that means it's your first house. So I was just asking. So just want to bring this back. So tonight, Angela is hosting her full moon embodiment. And so you also said that you're going to do some mini coaching in it as well. So if yeah. someone doesn't know how Aquarius is affecting their chart, and they give you their birth date, birth time, birthplace, then you're able to pull up their chart and see exactly where it is and how it's affecting them right now in this moment. And then you're going to do an embodiment. Um, yeah. Practice. yeah. And so yeah. anybody watching or anybody who watches this later, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that means, like what embodiment is and how you how you take someone through that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the gathering will be me kind of just saying what I just said. I will tell you um, where it's happening in your chart. So what area of your life um, this will be affecting you in you can go a little bit deeper, depending if you have any planets there, too. And then we'll bring that into embodiment. So with embodiment, embodiment is a practice just um, for people that don't know, it's a practice using breath, sound and movement um, to quite literally get out of the head and into the body. Um, the breath, the sound, the movement all used in conjunction is a very feminine based way to move energy, um, to move emotions from inside the body. So as women, we hold our emotions in our hips, we hold our emotions in our bellies and our wombs. Um, so it is directly using the breath into that part of your body to allow everything. I, I say it jiggles it up. It jiggles it up, you know, like that is totally not like the technical word, but that's the Angela Papa word. It jiggles up whatever has been inside, whatever stewing inside, whatever emotions you've been shoving down, whatever patterns have been, you have you been shoving down, um, things you just like can't seem to like quite shake out of your life, out of your body, out of your beingness. Um, and you use the breath and the movement and the sound to really pull it up and out and to be expressed out. So then these things that you want to ultimately release can be physically released from your body. So then they can be released from your energy field, released from your embodiment, your life, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I like to do embodiment um, specifically on full moons because full moons are all about releasing and embodiment is my absolute favorite tool that I have in my spiritual toolbox for releasing. And like I said, like that can be releasing any kind of emotions that have been coming up. It could be releasing fears or it could be releasing like a way of being. Um, all of these things live in your body and using embodiment as a tool to really fully release it in a ritualized space, in a space where we just talked about the areas of life where you need to be releasing. So it's already in the foreground. You're already going into the practice with that. And then I would be, I um, just guide you through a practice. I guide you through uh, various modes of visioning and releasing all throughout. Like it's about like a half an hour practice. 
um, and you just are expressing and releasing and like sometimes tears come, sometimes screams come, like whatever it may be, you're really expressing and letting whatever it is that you want to release, like physically to be released from your body. Um, like you can do all kinds of journaling work. Like I release X, Y, Z, you can do all kinds of visioning work and of cutting cords and all the things. But at the end of the day, we are humans on earth and at the end of the day everything that we want to release lives somewhere in our body and it's never going to be fully released from your life until you fully release it from your body and i know because i've tried and 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 tried and, tried and, tried and, tried and i never really got anywhere until i started this practice so it's my favorite way of releasing it is i think one of the most potent ways of releasing so that's why i love to do it on full moons because you're just aligning what we're doing with our physical bodies with what the cosmos and the energy of the universe is also helping us to do at the same time. If that answers the question. <laughs> that definitely answers the question. And it's gonna come back up because like I, I was telling you earlier, this is like, it's just interesting as I hear you talk and then I think about your chart. <laughs> so before, so like I said, I'm gonna jump in and do Angela's human design. Was there anything else you wanted to share or say? Like, before we get into that, I'm sure there's um, I don't think so, but if something comes up, I'll let you know. Okay. So before I start, I know you've told me you've had a human design chart reading before. Yeah. So this will be really interesting to see um, and feel free at any point to jump in and be like, oh yeah, I heard this or because I believe that different people who uh, they have like different ways of learning about human design and then they're gonna have different um, input as they do a design. So I think it'll be interesting to see like what your other, what you learned from your other reading versus this one will be. So what I do, what I've been doing as I do these human design readings is I set the intention to be shown or guided to anything that will help people with their businesses at this time. Anything that's gonna help you take that next step forward. So you have your, your chart with you. I, I posted it in the group. So if you're listening to this or watching it, you can, you can see, you can even see it. When I looked at ours together, even like side by side, I was like, oh man, that's so cool. And it, some things popped out even just doing that. So you guys can see hers versus mine. I might mention mine too a couple of times as we go along. Cause I think it's just interesting to hear Con it gives context, right? It's like, sometimes we hear things about ourselves and we're like, yeah, obviously, you know, cause like, but for you know that, but to hear what someone else is actually like, it's like, oh, just, I think it just adds a little flavor to it. So um, I'm actually feeling like, okay. So first of all, there's, there's five different, there's five different um, human design types. They call them, there's types. And so, most people I do are generators, but Angela is actually a projector. And so the projectors are what they call the wise guides. They're <laughs> meant to work with others and guide others in the niche of their choosing. They're very good at niching. They're very good at going deep, as you've heard over the last three lives we've done, going very deep into what they like <laughs> and what they know, right? The, problem, the, the thing that can happen, though, and you have to be careful, is they can burn out easily. So you have to be very deliberate with your energy. You have to, you have to really choose where you want to spend your time and efforts because when you do, it's su you're, you get super deep and super into it, and you'll have lots of um, – I keep thinking, like, 
pr it'll produce. <laughs> it's a funny, I keep seeing like fruit, you know, like it'll be like, whatever you put your time and energy into will come to fruition. That's the word you're trying to get me to say, come to fruition. <laughs> but you also have to make sure you take plenty of time to rest and recharge. So the difference between like you as a projector and the generators, cause I know there's a lots of generators in this group that I've been doing their charts and I'm a generator as well, is we have just like boundless, endless energy. Like this energy comes, however, it has to be doing things you love. I have to be doing things I love because I used to burn out all the time and it was because I was pushing and forcing and things that didn't light me up and didn't bring me joy and that's a really important part of a generator is to make sure you're saying yes to what you love for you it's similar right it's similar in that but it, it's you have when you have the energy it's really important like you could put your energy into anything really you could put your energy into things you don't love and still have the energy when you have it but it it's not going to give you the things you want you have to put your energy into the things that are really important to you Mm -hmm. um, how you know you're in alignment, there's, um, for, for you, it's this difference between feeling successful and feeling bitterness. So if you're feeling bitterness, that's when you know you're not in alignment with, with what you're asking for. If you're, if you're using that energy that you have to like push and, and do things and not even, it's not even pushing. Like when you have the energy, it's there and you're doing things and you're going and going, but it, you know, you're out of alignment when you're feeling that bitterness, like you're not, you're, cause you're not producing the results that you want to be producing. So you really have to monitor that how you're feeling right and that's all of us like how you're feeling is so for generators it's the difference between satisfaction versus frustration so i know when i'm feeling frustrated i'm out of alignment and i need to take a step back and think okay what am i not doing here what what could i be doing better and then when you're feeling like satisfied so it's it's said this that feeling of satisfaction is really subtle but for you it should be very obvious you know like the feeling of bitterness versus the feeling of success like that's a big so if you're feeling successful and you're feeling like you're in flow and you, which, you know, when you're doing the things that you love, like embodiment and that, and you're feeling that, that's when you know you're in alignment. Um, okay. And that, so uh, is there anything else up here that I wanted to talk about? Okay. So everyone has kind of an environment. I'm not sure how many environments there are, but I've seen a couple. Everyone has kind of an environment where they thrive in. Yours is markets and markets are basically places where people are coming together to achieve a common goal. So in your business, creating what like a marketplace, basically it would be like creating something where people all have kind of a similar goal and you're working towards it together. And that's where you're going to really thrive. It's like working in that. Um, it's like, and that's probably why, working in a nine to five for you was beneficial because you all came together. You probably really enjoyed working on a team and working as a team and to like finish an audit, you know, like you have a common goal and this is what you produce together. And so that was very motivating for you. Um, you know, what's funny. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, my North node, which is like your purpose in life is in the seventh house with Capricorn and the seventh house is all about like doing things in partnerships and Capricorn is like working and like getting shit done basically. So yeah. that's funny. Interesting. Yeah. 
So that's actually really cool that I like that you're doing this because it's kind of showing how human design and astrology charts kind of fit together, like how they how you can learn different things about um, yourself through both of them. Um, okay, so I'm going to go right into the energy centers. So the first one you can see there is the head center. And this jumped out at me right away. This is super interesting. Your head center is not only defined, which I'll explain in a second, but all of your gates are defined as well. So you see how it's shaded and then all the numbers there are also shaded. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that yet. Like you were the first person I saw that where like a whole energy center is fully defined. He is watching and didn't know this about Angela and I, we both have accounting and finance backgrounds. So it comes up when we do stuff together and we talk about it. Probably why the math and numbers came up earlier. <laughs> but that's, that's what's cool about you having such a defined head center is you have access to so much energy. So when you want to retain information, you have no problem with that. Like you just retain information, facts, figures, these, all these things. And that's why I think you're so good at accounting and why you would really enjoy astrology is because they both require that you, you know, these things, you know, facts, you know, figures, you know, standards, you know, how to pull all that information and detail out of it. And so you're really good at that. The shadow side of this graphic memory. You do? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm not surprised. Because <laughs> you have like, you're, you're just like, so what it means to have a defined energy center is you just have consistent access to that energy. You almost like you create it from within. Mm -hmm. You create so that head energy center. A lot of, um, actually, I thought it was interesting when I did your chart because the charts I've done so far who I deem as spiritual entrepreneurs, they have open, uh, almost open, but like, like if you look at mine, I think I only have one gate shaded. So it's like almost open. So we've had to like learn, learn the importance of meditation and not picking up on other people's thoughts, but you don't have that problem. You just like, you just generate, you decide what you want to think about and what, what information you want to retain. And you do, cause you have that access to energy. Oh yeah. The shadow side and what you might have thought about yourself or noticed is is what the term that came is like hard headed. <laughs> I'm not saying you are too, so that makes sense. <laughs> Stubbornness, right? You've probably been told you're stubborn. So, but the, that's the that's what people sometimes people who don't understand, right? They put this negative thing on it. So people are like, Oh, you're stubborn, you're hard headed. But the thing is, is actually no, you know, a lot. So when a thought comes to you, or when you think something, you're pretty confident in it. And there's a reason why because you you just you have that energy. So oh my God, so true. You know, how many times people are like, I'm like, No, I just know. Like, no, mean? So like, I just know and like, I'm not changing. Like, I'm not changing. Like, I just know and I know I'm right. <laughs> How many times I got into fights in my relationships because of that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. As I looked at that, the word is like hard headed. I was like, I was like, I can't say that, but I'm like, oh yeah, you can. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> See, this is where I have to learn not to filter myself because I have an open throat center. So I've tried to like. So this is me learning that I had no. Sometimes I, these things are coming to me for a reason. Okay. <laughs> Um, 
So, so that's, what's interesting. That first jumped out at me. That was super cool to learn about. So, um, yeah, you're super, super defined. All your gates are shaded. So then see how there's a circuit. So there's a circuit between 63 and four. So circuits are the energy connects with other, other, um, energy centers, right? And so where your head connects to your third eye, or the, they call it in human sign, the Anja center, but the third eye is how, how I see it, is circuit 63 to four. And so that one's shaded black. So whenever you see something shaded black, it's you, you're more conscious of this energy. So you, when I say this, you probably already know some of these things that I'm gonna say, but the, the ones that are shaded beige are the unconscious energy. So it might not be as obvious and you might not realize that you're doing some of the things that go along with that energy center. So circuit 63-4 is, um, is that you're always seeking out answers and you want to know exactly. And so what I wrote here is this is why you're really good at accounting because accounting is all about like problem solving and finding balance and making sure things balance, right? And, and finding the answers to things. So you are, you're just naturally really good at this. Um, and so that's probably why you were probably really good at studying for it, right? And, and stuff like that. And that, that makes perfect sense because there's a lot to study in accounting. I should know, I'm doing it right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what to be careful for though here is that this, this energy isn't practical to use when it comes to planning out your future. You probably wanna know, I'm not surprised hearing that, like I wasn't surprised to read this too. It's like, you probably wanna know every step of how to like get out of your job and move into your business, right? You're probably trying to figure out like, I need to know exactly where this is gonna happen, exactly what's gonna happen when, because you've been so, that's like, that's, you're so natural at doing that with things. And that's again, why you're good at accounting, why you're good at astrology is like, you wanna find an answer. Um, but it's not practical to use this on yourself. You need to take one step at a time and trust that things are going to fall into place because you're not always going to know the answer. You're not always going to know where your next sign is going to come from. You're not always going to know these things. And so it, it, this is um, the third eye is really about trust and trusting in the higher power is going to support you. And that's going to be really important as you transition. Mm. I, I need um, to do that. <laughs> This, this energy though is a real gift that you help others with. So what I was saying before, it's not meant for you. It's meant for you to help others. You are able to see answers for others. And that's one of the things that makes you a really good coach. And I know, cause you've done my astrology reading before, you're gonna, you are able to see things and use it to answer their questions. So when, so um, something that's also interesting about being a projector is, is, you, because you have so much knowledge and you have so much information you want to give people, you have to be careful that they need, they need to be ready to receive that information from you. And so you probably had it too, where you just know things and you tell people and you're like, I know this, like, just do it. And they might not be receptive to that information. And so that's, and if that's feeling, you know, you start to feel bitterness, that's when you know, oh, I'm not, they need to be ready. Like you might have the answers and you might have the ideas and that really is important when coaching as well, because sometimes we're like, I'm telling you the answers and people aren't just ready to hear it or see it. And so you just have to like ease, ease back a little bit and give them it's their, it's their journey, their experience. They have to figure it out for, 
for themselves. And when they're ready, they'll come to you and you'll have the answer. So um, this it's interesting. My boyfriend's a projector too. And sometimes he does the same thing to me. He's like, well, just do it this way. And I'm like, no, I want to do it my way. But now that I know he's a projector and that he has access to all this information, I've been more like susceptible to it. So it's just good to know. It's good to know who your projectors are. Yeah. Also, what's funny about me and you is because my head center is so open, I I ask you so many questions. Like I just feel like it naturally comes out of me. I don't find that with a lot of people, but when I'm around you, I'm like. I'll just ask Angela. I'll just ask Angela. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if you have a very open head center, it's really nice to be around people who have defined head centers because they have a lot of answers for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I always do have an answer too. <laughs> you do. That's so cool. You do. You just, that energy is just there. And it's like, you have it all stored up there. Yeah. Um, something that came to me, uh, while I was doing your chart too, is like, I had this image of like your head just filled with like numbers. And actually this will come out in the next thing that I talk about, but, um, just like filled with knowledge. And sometimes it's easy to get lost up there. So one of your gates is actually called confusion. <laughs> I will get to it, but one of your gates is going to be, so it, it can be, there could be like a pull to just like stay up there and think things through. And that's what we were talking about too before with you want to think out all the steps, you want to have all of your steps aligned and plan. So when that happens, it's so, so important to like catch that or find a way to like have like a trigger of something that can remind you like, oh, I'm too much in my head. And that's probably why embodiment also is very good too pull that energy like imagine pulling that energy down i know you're really good at doing grounding practices but like make like imagine pulling it all the way down your body and out because if you get too much in your head then you're not producing mm -hmm. does that make sense like the energy is staying up here it's not going into your lower chakras your lower chakras are all about like the physical um uh, and your environment around you. So you need to pull it down. And so it makes it into those like lower chakras. And that's how you create the results that you want to create. Mm, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, like, that's why I'm so passionate about embodiment because I was so, 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 so much in my head, like my whole life to the point, like it was like starting to drive me like a little batty, you know? So like, that's why I'm like so passionate about it. I'm like, it's changed my life because it like seriously has changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, and, and this goes for all, everybody, when you have certain areas and energetic centers where they're defined and you're generating the energy from within, it's easy. It's easier to fall into that, whatever it is that they give you because you just naturally do it. And so we all, all of us have to learn what our, um, undefined and open centers are because then that's where we need to that's where we've learned like how to um we need to learn how to generate that energy because it doesn't happen on its own mm -hmm. and so i'll talk about your open center in a second i'm gonna go down but we're gonna get there so um so we were doing we we're talking about the head so in the third eye so see the gate 17 to 62 it's the third, it connects the third eye to the throat. So this gate is called opinions and details. 
So you have a gift for translating, excuse me, visual patterns into language and then teaching others about it. And I put astrology in quotes here because this is where astrology, this is where you really um, have excelled in astrology because those charts, man, they're super complicated. Like, <laughs> When, when I got in, like, I remember I got into astrology, like in my early 20s, I was really intrigued by it. But then I looked at those charts and I was like, man, there's too much detail. <laughs> yeah. I'll like, be honest, the first time I looked at one too, I was like, there's no freaking way. And then, you know. And like, you do. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, you have a natural. So, so see how the first half that set like uh, is it gate seventeen is a opinion. So you're you're very strong opinions. You know you know it's important to you, um, and then you don't realize this, but unconsciously you really are drawn to teaching other people. And like if I if I was going to put a theme for your chart, I've been theming people's charts. Theming that's a funny word. I've never said it before. Um, Yours is teacher. You have a natural Ooh. ability to teach people. Yeah. Huh. I've never seen myself as a teacher. I feel like sometimes because like I can like, and I say this a lot in my in my readings. I'm like I, it's up here and I can feel into it. it I and I can see it. And sometimes I don't know how to exactly like say it. Pull but it. like thank yeah. God everyone that is in my world like understands what I'm saying. You know. But like sometimes I'm like, if I'm gonna get a really analytical person, like they gotta be able to understand me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, yeah, it's yeah, you gotta pull that energy down. And so it's interesting because you do have a defined throat center. So you do have energy in your throat center, but very few of the gates are defined. So that's what's interesting sometimes. You have like certain people people have like your head where it's defined and all the gates are defined. So super defined energy here. And then your throat is defined, but not as many gates are defined. So, so the gates that are defined, you will I'll kind of mention, you'll have that energy, but it could be, yeah, that your throat, you just need to pull more energy into your throat chakra and, and pull it in. But, but you have the, the, the knowledge and you can retain any type of knowledge you want and you have answers to questions and so that's what why i think it would make you a really good teacher and because you need to make sure like what i was warning you about earlier too is is the information that you want to share is best when um the person is ready to receive when the person asks you questions and so that that's what also makes you a really good teacher is you can just be in those positions so maybe, so maybe with accounting, um, and this is what's like I'm thinking about accounting is like the work could be very energy draining for you, but teaching other people about it might be where you end up going because, yeah. because you have that knowledge and it's been there and like think of how much time and money and effort you've put into learning all that information and there are people who need to learn it and need help learning it. And you can, you have this ability to take um, the visuals, like in astrology, the visual keys, or, or just maybe creating some way of the accounting knowledge and putting that into a way that would help other people. You know, what's so funny. You're not the first person. Amy actually just told me that like a week ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you just needed to hear it from multiple people, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll teach that. <laughs> Wow. 
or maybe not like like you get to choose right like you get to choose but i know so i was just saying this the other day and maybe this is why it's coming up now i was saying this to ben it's like i put in so much money time effort into accounting it is difficult to just completely switch into another you know it's meant like from the ego perspective it's hard to be like oh i'm just gonna give that all up and move on there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. People do it all the time. They switch careers and they like, and it's not that that information is lost. It's just not used in the same way. And so for you switching from accounting, but however, you have the choice, right? Like you always have the choice of what you choose to do. And if you do, cause you know, you have all that knowledge, this might just be a way to use it without having to give it up completely or right. So it's just something to think about. Like you get, you get to decide. Um, yeah, but maybe we'll keep going and maybe this will help. But yeah, I have teacher like highlighted a couple times in here. <laughs> okay. I can see that. Even I, even when I do my readings, I'm always like, all right, I'm saying this cause this, I always give like a general background on like what everything means. And like, I always try to explain it. Cause I want people to like understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. Sorry, I just, I'm supposed to have a meeting at two and I'm just going to move it. But yeah, exactly. So in astrology too, that's a really good way because when you bring in someone and then they're looking, they're going to ask you questions. That's a perfect time to like teach them about, about all this knowledge, right? Yeah. And maybe eventually you'll even do it. I see like a classroom. I think you might even have like. That's what I'm seeing now too, like down the line, like teaching people how to do it and like how to read their own charts and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, which then brings us into the throw, which I just kind of mentioned, but I also wanted to point out there is another circuit there. No, not a circuit, but gate eight. Okay, this is so interesting because I don't think I have notes on this. But it's in my own personal notes. Okay, so gate eight. See how there's a... Gate one in the, the so what the the next one down to me is the they call it the G center in human design. And when I was like envision it, it's like the higher heart. So you know mm-hmm. how we have the heart and then the higher heart. It's like I think of it as that like pink color. Mm-hmm. So in in the higher heart in my chart, gate one is highlighted, and gate one is creativity and this ability and like this love of creativity and creating and. Um, just always wanting to create that next thing, but I don't have gate eight. And so when I was looking up this for somebody else actually, and I I had it in common with them is like, we have this ability to create and we want to be creative and create things, but then we don't have the gate, the energy moving into our throat. So we have a really difficult ability to like share that with other people, like sharing, sharing our creativity. So in in something I read, it was like, find people who have gate eight. And I'm only just seeing this now that you have gate eight and you have this ability to just like share things. Right. And so it's, it's interesting looking at our charts together and doing this, how me like creating and wanting to create this and like create this thing. And I, but I needed you to help me like (laughs) and do it together. Isn't that interesting? Wow. That is interesting. That just came to me right so now. So gate eight is just like helpful to like put it out into the world, kind of. Yeah, gate eight. 
let me let me just really quickly i don't know what i didn't it didn't jump out at me before when i did it but it's jumping out at me now is gate eight contribution so for you contribution you're attracted to what is new innovative and will be of value to others in the future so you have this way of like sharing teaching it came up again teaching teaching wow so this ability to teach and share information and that keeps popping up in your chart and yeah that, that makes sense yeah yeah i mean it's basically what i'm doing with this whole thing i'm just teaching everyone like how to work with the moon and yada 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 mm -hmm. um okay so then so what I was saying before, how there are certain gates that are undefined, right? So, so how I kind of saw this when I was looking at yours is you have like your outside um, energy centers are all defined and then your internal ones are undefined. So, and that makes sense how I see it is like when you're out in the external world, you show up, you look professional, you're all put together. And then on the inside, it's more like, fluid you have like your emotions are fluid your the energy and in, internally is more fluid and so you can see um so it's the heart the higher heart the heart the solar plexus and the sacral chakra so what this means when i was saying before with your head right you have access to the energy it's defined so you just have more consistent access but when something's undefined you have inc inconsistent access and and so what happens with people as, as we grow up and, you know, we're doing this unconsciously, we're navigating in the world <clears throat> for our undefined centers. We kind of look externally to get that energy. So we look to other people, our parents, um, you know, as we go to school, like kids and stuff, we look for them. And, and so certain people that you're attracted to likely have the defined energy that you need. And that's why you're attracted to them for certain reasons. And that's why, like, we kind of need multiple people because sometimes one person we can get a certain energy from and then sometimes we can. Like, you know, we're all kind of just navigating in that way. Hmm. Um, so for your higher heart, so the one just directly below the throat, a couple of the gates that I noted are gate 15. We have this one in common. Me and you both have gate 15. And gate 15 is extreme. And so how how i interpret this is like we love to the extreme yeah <laughs> like when we love something we love it right like <laughs> i've always said that about myself i'm like when i decide i love something and someone like it's like i just i i just love like there's no and um so something that i noted was be careful to ensure that the other person like love unconditionally, of course, but like be careful not to expect the other person to return it in the same way, to reciprocate it in the same way. Certain yeah. people will be able to, of course, but certain people, you know, and that I, I'm sure you can agree, like certain people have hurt hurt us or let us down or broken our heart in a certain way because they, they, they don't have access to that same gate, that same energy that we do. So even though we're loving to the extreme and we're, they're not maybe able to, to do that back. 
and this is important for business because this could happen with like certain things we create or certain um, clients and people or people we have we work with we might like put so much love into it and they might not be able to give it back in the same way so it's mm-hmm. just to pay attention to that and and not take it personally like it's not personal it's just that that it's not within their literal human design yeah so i thought that was really cool when i saw that yeah um and then the other gate in the heart because i think the heart is so important to look at especially as business owners who have like heart-based businesses because we put so much love into our business and we want so many people to get so much love out of our business right so this is a really important one to look at and um so the other gate that you and I had in common and that I wanted to point out was gate 13. And this gate's called the listener. So people feel that they can confide in you and share what is on their heart. You love listening to other people. You love listening to their stories and you store information. But without gate 33, and I think both of us have this in common, we don't have access to the gate 33. We might sometimes have the difficulty sharing our own personal stories in a way that conveys what we most need to say. Mm. So we can really listen to other people. And I've said this actually about myself too. It's like, I love sharing other people's stuff products, services, like I have no problem going being like, look, like, and and you probably noticed I did it with you and I've done it with other people, like, look what they're doing, look what they're doing. And I have a more difficult time doing it for myself of being like, oh, by the way, I have this or I'm doing this, right? It's like more, more timid. So finding someone who has access to gate 33 um, to help you share your story as well, like to help you. Interesting. So like if you find like a like um, like a virtual assistant or something like that, or like when you're hiring, you want to find someone who's really good at communicating and will help you, you know, write your sales copy or do your website, stuff like that. Like someone who can really share your story in a way that most um, most exemplifies like who you are and what you're what you're about. Yeah, that's yeah, because I'm horrible at like advertising for myself or just like yeah yeah (laughs) me too i get it i just feel awkward doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah and now you know why like it's literally not so that's what's so interesting about this too because no human being has all everything defined right and what that just says is like no human being can do this alone yeah we're not meant to we're not meant to be here to be alone on our island doing our thing we're meant to like help each other out, work together, doing this together, right? Finding people who give us that, the who complement our energy in a way and work together on whatever it is that we want to accomplish together. Yeah. So what did you say? I have just, I have a lot of defined. In your heart. So yeah, you have a, you have four gates defined in your heart. Oh, okay. I only pointed out the two. They just jumped out at me. Maybe you yeah, can yeah. look up what the other ones are if you're if you're curious. But like I said, I just asked for what you know what was important, and it was interesting to me to see what we had in common, and also some of the things that complemented each other to see like why you know why we're doing this, like why this was important for both of us to do together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so then, but then that takes me into, so the, the two to the, the right. So there's that little one to the right and then the, the triangular one there. That's, that's the heart and the solar plexus. And so these two, you can see your solar plexus completely undefined. And then the, the heart, which is also known as the value center I've seen, it's called the value center. There's only one gate defined. So to me, those are pretty fluid. The energy there is pretty fluid. If you're looking externally, you probably notice that some people will help you like feel that energy and then not. And so that's why you might feel that your emotions kind of like can be very wavy because you probably really easily pick up on other people's emotions, which it's actually really good as an embodiment practitioner that you can almost feel these people's emotions, right? And then that you can help them. Yeah, I totally can. And that's what that's why, like, um, as a coach, knowing where your open center is and where you're picking up and where you're empathetic is likely where you're most able to help and teach other people. So if you look at mine. Mine is the one that's directly opposite. This the spleen is is completely open for me, and that's also kind of known as the fear center. And so my whole life, I've been picking up on other people's fears, and so that's why I'm I've had to learn how to navigate those and what helps me to like move through fears, and that's what I'm most able to then help other people with. Wasn't that so, the book about the book that you were running too? Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Interesting, eh? I found that out after I wrote that chapter too. And I was like, oh, <laughs> because that's what I most needed to learn. So it's what we most need to teach. And that's what you've most needed to learn. And that's so how why is the sacral? The solar plexus. Solar plexus. Okay. Yeah. But your, sac your sacral is fairly open as well, right? The, that's the one uh, in the middle, the very middle there. Mm -hmm. You have a couple of defined gates, but pretty open as well. So the, so the solar plexus in human design is like about emotions and feeling. Yeah, in human design they they call it the the emotions, yeah. And then the sacral is the desires. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, my whole life my emotions have taken me on a roller coaster and like yeah. And it's been something that I literally really had to deal with and I mean, I would shove them down. I would try not to feel them and like all the things with the emotions and they land in me like here with the embodiment stuff, which is literally dealing with feeling the emotions. So you don't shove them down. Like I tried to 90% of my life <laughs> until I really started this path. Yeah. Yeah. And because you've had to learn it, like how important it is to, to really feel them and to let them go. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's so important. And, and I think it is something that we really need to teach people more that I don't, I never, I, for me too, like I never, no one ever said like, it's important to cry. Like it's important to feel your grief and to, to move, you know, to, cause that's how you move past it. There are times in my life that I've, I'm now feeling the feelings that I pushed down years ago, mm -hmm. years ago. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to feel that. Right. It was just mm -hmm. like, and so what happens is we push it down and it kind of like compacts. So I like that you use the frame, the phrase jiggling it out because it's like, right. If it like compacts down, 
it, it becomes right. like it solidifies and yeah, if you don't pay attention to it yeah that's why I always use that. I'm like, I know it's like sounds strange, but like you really are getting in there and like jingling it up. Like it calcifies, like emotions literally calcify in the body. Like that is a fact. Um, and to like in dis-ease like that, like I, for me, um, I talked about this like in my IGTVs about embodiment, but for me, like I was getting actual physical symptoms from not feeling feelings for so many years. And mm -hmm. I literally went to get surgeries and all these things, thousands of dollars on specialists. And they were like, I don't know, like medical marvel. We don't know why you're having these symptoms. Like doesn't make any sense until I went and started my embodiment practice and then gone. Yeah. It was feelings. It was, it was emotions that were trapped inside my body, giving me physical symptoms for 10 years. Mm -hmm that like doctors couldn't help me with because it had literally nothing to do with like physicalness, you know, a doctor yeah. can help you with that. It was like literally like my emotions were calcified in my body and they were causing physical symptoms until I actually went in there and felt them and allowed them to release. Wow. Yeah. That's part of your story. You need to share that. I know yeah. it's hard, but that's part of yeah. what well, really I did on Instagram. I was like, I can't yeah, believe this. yeah. Uh, yeah. I did like a five day thing, and the second day I talked all about um, that symptom basically. And I was like, I can't believe I'm talking about this on Instagram. <laughs> it's very personal, but I did. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know. I know how hard it can be like to be vulnerable, especially on Instagram with some people, but yeah but that's what people need to hear especially as that like healing modality that embodiment is like really showing people why it's important to you and yeah. how it's helped you and how it's helped other people right because there are still a lot of people who have disease and, and they're like looking at the healthcare and they're like i need to take this pill and this pill and this pill and it's like can be overwhelming when there are other modalities that can help them yes I think yeah. that's so important to know. Yeah. And I'm so passionate about that because it was in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to send you, there's a couple more things, but I feel like we're at the hour. So I'm, I'll, I'll send you like all, all the notes that I have. And then okay. of course you can ask me any questions and we'll be back on next week. But I think this is a good place to end. So if you're watching this, Come join us in Angela's embodiment tonight. And you do this every full moon, right? Um, yeah, I'm starting to do it every full moon. I did last new moon as well because it was cancer. And I just felt like that was good for cancer. Um, but yeah, every full moon, I am going to start doing this. It's always $22. Um, it's at 6 p.m. It was going to be at 7, but I changed it to 6 p.m. So it's 6 p.m. EST tonight. Um, I'll put the link again in the comments. But there's also somewhere in the Facebook group. But I'll post it again. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. Perfect. I'm excited. Yay. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us once again. We will be back next week for the last quarter. It'll be the last segment. It should be a really good one. So we're all looking forward to that. And I uh, will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about today's guests, you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below. You can also find me, Haley Kay, on Instagram 
at Haley K Coaching, or grab your copy of the Spiritualpreneur Planner and sign up for my email list, where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes, exciting events, and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? Please be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual printers like you. See you next time.